Welcome to episode 373 of the Doctor a Day, the Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife and group. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 2 of Androids of Tara. So you see the, our ending scene from last time, and then the Doctor slowly awakens to find uh, Sir Master Farah's sword in his face, and calling him a traitor and telling him to wake up. Where is he? And um, so we learn from Zardek that the prince is gone. He's been taken, Farrah thinks, by his ma- doctor's master, Count Grendel. And says he doesn't even know who that is. And Zardek says he, he believes the doctor when he says he doesn't know Grendel. Um, the doctor rushes in the other room to check the android, and it seems all right. So... He says, well, why does that matter? He says, well, it depends on what you're going to do. Ferris says that he and Zardak are ready to go fight and storm the castle. He says, what, they're just the two of you? And Ferris says, a warrior is not afraid to die if it's a... Um, glorious fight or something like that. Something and like that. The doctor says, well, then he's an idiot. And he says, this is, I imagine that the prince was just not going to walk in the front door, was he? So, you just take George to get crowned while he's running the country, running the planet. Then you guys can figure out where the real prince is. And Zardex says, well, there's a security problem with that. He says, well, only the three of us need know of George's existence is exactly. I can trust Farah." And the doctor says, well, and then I'll be light years away. It's like, no, <laughs> you will be t- with the android at all times. And the doctor uh, is not like that at all and tries to rebuff it. And again, Farah puts his sword in his face and he says, I, yeah, I, I think I will be with the android at all times. The doctor um, steps out and uses his little dog whistle and Farrah asks what he's doing. He says, calling my dog. So they head back inside. And he's checking on the android sitting at the table. And uh, you hear a noise like a bird call. So the doctor goes to the window and warns Farrah. He says, don't draw your sword. So he opens the door and K-9 comes in. And they're all surprised that he's a... A robot dog. He says, well, he's just a machine. And the doctor says, well, so is your prince. And boots the side of the, the leg of the android. And so Farah draws his gun. Canine blasts him. His sword. His, his sword. His sword, sorry. Canine blasts him with his ray gun. And uh, the doctor picks up the sword from the floor, hands it back to Farah, says, I don't like to say I told you so, but I told you so. Put it away. The uh, canine informs the doctor that Romana has not returned. And so the doctor is concerned and they ask, you know, oh, is it someone, a friend of yours? He says, yeah, she was supposed to only be in that gone an hour and she was headed off this direction. And so, oh, that's Grendel's land. So Grendel probably has her at the castle. The doctor goes off to run off toward out the door to, to get her. She says, you can't go after her yourself. And so they um, they start talking about a plan. 
Mana awakens and learns she's been out for like 12 hours. Lamia and Grendel are there. And she says, why don't you just let me go? She says, I will show you. And so they release her and they take her off to the dungeons. They look in one of the cells and Romana is very shocked and surprised to see Princess Drella, who is her exact duplicate. She says, is that an android? And she goes, no, that's the Princess Drella. And she gives her ti full title and everything. And uh, the prin um, Grendel goes on to say that in quick succession, he plans, his plan is to make the princess his fiance, his bride, and then deceased. So that then he will be king uh, and princess will be no more. But the princess does not seem to agree with his plan, and so now that's why she is locked in the dungeon. And she says, well, I don't know how this involves me. He says, well, I will just marry you instead. She says, and then it'd be my turn for an unfortunate accent. He says, exactly. And she says, what if I don't agree? He says, well, you won't, because I think he says the princess will die. I don't remember. Maybe he threatens that later. But he threatens her, and she just doesn't respond much. Because aren't I lucky to have two beautiful uh, to choose for my bride? And Lamia steps kind of forward, shown between them. And she says, oh, I think your staff does not agree. He says, oh, she's just jealous because he once showed her some kindness, he says. So Grendel then takes Romana in to see another one of his prisoners, and it's Prince Reinhardt. He's feverish and, and um, very weak, and he's injured, and his, his arm is injured, is cut. And um, he says, why don't you just kill me now, Grendel? And he, he comes to himself, and he says, I've brought you a visitor. And he, he starts and, and looks and, and thinks that Romana is the princess. And he says, no. Grendel tells him that no. It is not the princess, but he has brought her as his nursemaid to, to the prince. And uh, Grendel has her chained to the wall with a collar. And then he leaves his sergeant-at-arms or something, his head guard, Costas, to guard them. And he says he's off to the prince's coronation. So the, um, the doctor and Zardek and Ferret are planning. Um, K-9 is to go to the castle and determine if Romana is there. The rest of them will go with the android to find the secret passageway into the royal palace where the coronation takes place. And um, <coughs> so they head off on the grounds, through the woods, through the trees, um, sneaking up on the area. As Zardek goes ahead to try to find the little secret doorway, um, 
Farrah talks to the android prince and she's is you know are you all right sir and she's to the doctor i just can't talk to androids and she says well i switched off his voice pack to conserve power so Farrah says well you know just don't know how to talk to them they just you know give you a weird feeling and the doctor says well some androids say that feel that way about humans They, uh, Zydek comes back and he says he's found the place. So they, they head off. They, there's a guard, one of Grendel's men, guarding the, the entrance. And so Ferris says he'll take care of him. So he tricks him by throwing a rock. And then the guard turns back around and Ferris hits him with his sword, knocks him out. The doctor picks up the weapon the guard had and there's an electronic crossbow. So you don't have any coins. Farrah calls it a peasant's weapon. Meanwhile, K-9 is watching and scanning the castle. Grendel's castle. Lamia is in her lab and she's working on an android head. But then she stops doing that uh, and picks up Romana's stone, just so they know it, uh, and starts picking at and drilling at the segment and Nothing seems to touch it, and she says, oh, how very curious. Romana is caring for the prince, um, dabbing at his wound and trying tell him to conserve his strength, and he says, I'm in no shape to swim the moat and tackle the guards, so, you know, what for? He says, he says he hopes to not give Grendel the satisfaction of dying in one of his dungeons. The guards come, and release Romana from her chains and take her away. The uh, doctor and android and Farah and Zardek are heading through tunnels beneath the palace, uh, which Zardek explains were plague tunnels so the royal family could get in and out of the um, palace without having to get it go into the general populace and be exposed to plague. And this plague had wiped out over half of their population, and that's when they started allowing them to replace androids with the people they lost. The guards, um, Grendel's guards, discover their fallen man, and um, they head in behind them. <coughs> we see inside the palace rooms that Grendel's guards have the royal guard step down and take their place. There are many assembled nobles in the room and um, Grendel leaves them to go into the throne room and he sits upon the throne and he's dreaming and he seems very pleased with himself and the plan. The guards are following in the tunnels time approaches, you see the clock move on the wall. Um, Kostas reports to Grendel that um, his, their guards are in position and he has planted people in the assembled nobles and peasants to show support to Grendel once the prince does not appear. Grendel then talks to him about his plans of how I think I'll deny, I'll reject the crown once offered me the first time 
twice might be kind of rude, and I can't count on them to offer it to me a third time, so it's his plan. Um, the official of the services, which I don't think they've said his name, but he's the... They do they refer do to him, I believe, as the early, uh, early in the conversation. Okay. Uh, the Archimandrite uh, comes and talks to Grendel and says, um, "How is it? well, if the prince doesn't appear at the appointed time, um, then you know we may have to choose someone else from one of the nobles, and we may choose you." The android stalls on a, a outcropping of rock, and the doctor has to stop and um, do some fiddling with the circuitry as the Grendel's men come upon them and start firing on them. There's a firing struggle in the tunnels, and Zardek tells the doctor to pull this lever down that um, will steal off the tunnel, and it's stuck, and the doctor's trying to get it to pull down while Zardak and Farah fight. The, uh, the hour approaches again, <laughs> they say, and then uh, Grendel tells the Archimandrite how his guard is there and the palace guard was indisposed, and you thought that might uh, delay any unpleasantness later should the prince not arrive. Um, so the Archimandrite says, well, maybe we'll save time. We'll just offer the crown to you right away. Oh, you're too kind. So the time has approached. The it is time for the coronation. And all of the nobles and they file into the throne room and... Um, they look upon the throne, and the prince is there, surrounded by the doctor, Zardek, and Pharaoh. And um, all around, Grendel is just beside himself, uh, because he doesn't know how this has happened. And the Archimandrite commands all the nobles to kneel, and uh, Grendel is still standing, and he says, kneel. So he has to. So there's much pompous music and ceremony and Archimandrite says, Behold the crown of Tara and puts it on the prince's head and um, the doctor has to steady the android because he starts to slip off to the side and then he has to speak. So the doctor's hand quietly reaches in and hits the switch behind his neck and so the prince makes a short speech there's a little bit of a lull in the power kind of and then picks right up and then it, he's done. But everyone seems to buy it and every, all seems well. The, um, now the nobles need to come and swear fealty to the prince and so there's more fanfare and people, the crowd parts as Princess Strella walks in the room, the first lady of Tara, they call her. And she comes forward. The doctor sees her and says, Romana. And Zardex says, no, that is the Princess Drella. So she comes forward. She states her name and, and her oath. And uh, Grendel walks near her and uh, around and looks very pleased with himself. And she finishes her oath and kneels 
to the to the prince to the king as the doctor then grabs the scepter from the prince on his throne and we see him strike down and we end much intrigue much more intrigue in this one yeah um we see the the machinations of Grendel his point I mean he's he's been planning this for a really long time you can tell you know some things were alluded to before and now we see more that you know this uh, princess has been imprisoned for some time because pr the prince said before you know she disappeared some time ago and no one knows where she is and uh, now we know that Grendel just took the prince we find that out instead of just blocking the way to the coronation room he's just decided to kidnap him so much interest, I think. Sure. But then again, there were segments that they really probably should have cut out. Um, yeah. They spent way too much time with uh, his assistant drilling into the key, the segment. Yeah, for she example. did spend a lot of time on that. You know, a couple seconds or whatever is fine, but they really kind of overdid it. Yeah. Trying to impress on us that you can't drill into that substance. Yeah, whatever yeah. it's made of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been fine enough that she pick at it a little bit and then try her drill. And like, hmm. we hear it several times go whoop, like it's, you know, zipped off because it can't yeah. get any purchase to drill. Um, once was enough. She didn't have to keep drilling. No. And making that terrible drilling sound. Little Dremel drill, you know, like the... Dentist drill. Like the dentist drill. A little lower notes of the dentist drill, but still bad. It still kind of makes you set your teeth on edge a little. So, yes, I agree that went too long. Um, also... The bit in the woods when they're kind of waiting and Ferris talking to the android and the doctor turned his power pack off or his speech circuits or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was okay, but <clears throat> as a little bit of humor to break up the the castle intrigue, maybe. But we could have been okay without it. Well, and they used oh. humor at around that same point. By having the android butt up against uh, an overhanging branch. Oh, did he hit the branch too? Not okay. able to figure out how to get by it. Oh, okay. Or whatever it was that was hanging down. I thought oh, it was okay. a branch. Well, I know he, he, well, I thought he'd get stuck on the, the rock once they get well, in the tunnels. Oh, maybe it's a rock. But I wasn't sure if they all, if he also got stuck on the branch. No, I just didn't see it. Yeah. It might just have been bad scenery too. I thought that was kind of funny, though. Yeah. And it didn't take too long. No, it didn't. They didn't waste a lot of time on it. And there was about, you know, some androids feel that way about people, humans, you know. Uh, Which I think is a, probably a reference to uh, the robots of death. The Vox and Supervox. Vox and Supervox. Right, I was just trying to remember which one. 
We have so many things that are of death. I know. I'm trying to remember, okay, which one is a robot of death? Yeah, the whole uh, robot says the second class citizen or serving, serving class um, in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the actor playing the prince playing the android did well in his little speech where he's like um, to oh, honor yeah. and protecting you you know this drop in power was, yeah. he really did well I think yeah no he did a very good Sound job like on that a recording when the batteries start to go down a little but then you know pick up uh, I thought that was very good Nice that they're, they're surprised by seeing the double, the duplicate person, you know, because it's, it's interesting to watch because Romana gets the, I mean, Grendel and Lamia have had the experience in the last episode just by seeing Romana, but mm-hmm. we don't know exactly why yet right. until now. And then now we see with Romana that she has a, a doppelganger in Princess Estrella. Right. And then the prince sees it as he's introduced to, to Romana that, no, this isn't Princess Estrella, but she looks just like her. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor yep. has that as well. Do you think that's too many times of the same gag, the same reaction? Um, no, because I think it's a little different each time. Because it's, I think it's a, a, a unique experience for a Romana to see her own double. Yeah. Which would be a different type of thing from um, the prince. Because the prince just thinks he's seeing someone that you know he obviously knows and maybe cares about. And hasn't seen for a really long time. He's been missing and thinks it's her. Mm-hmm. So, the focus that each one of them have when they see the the double or the idea of the double is different and then the doctor of course is seeing this looks like my assistant you know who's missing you know so his is kind of similar to uh, the prince except he's not mis- mistaking Ramana for the princess he's mistaking the princess for Romana. Yeah. So each one has a slight twist to it. True. And it's probably better that they all get the effect and get it over with. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. Now that we're halfway through the story, we know why they were all agog over over finding Romana. Although we kind, we of, kind of identified other people. Yeah. We, we kind of knew... That sort of thing had to be going yeah. on, though. Oh, the resemblance is remarkable. They knew we knew that they were talking about her looking like someone, right? And you could have really figured it out. It was going to be the princess because they mentioned already that she'd been missing. But, so it's kind of nice to have that done, and to move on to the the next part of the mm-hmm. story. 
the information track talks a lot about the parallels of the story of Prisoner of Zenda mm-hmm. versus um, the story we have so far. Which I've never read, have you? No. Nope, never have. I'm not sure if I would, really. Might. But Why not? I don't know. Um, I haven't read that much of the you know, swashbuckling kind of um, adventure tales mm. of literature. Read some others, but just not so much focused on those. Like Three Musketeers or anything like that, or Man in the Iron Mask. I've enjoyed watching the movies that we've seen of them and the story, mm-hmm. but I'm not quite sure how how it would read. But I should try sometime. When the doctor was working on the faceless robot, mm-hmm. faceless android, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, all I can think of is in Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic <laughs> Woman, yeah. they did basically that same style of robot, faceless robot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't faceless, but when the face came off, that's what they looked like. Right. The, the eyeballs and the circuitry. Yeah, the like, square kind of panel that <coughs> comes off in the face. Yeah, really. something like that. Yeah. We were saying it was quite... Uh, I think I remember we were saying it when we watched the Android Invasion, when they showed the um, Android of Sarah Jane with the face yes. plate off. That yep. How much different they were going to look later on because they had the... The like uh, skin tone plastic, and then the bit that came off and out of it, which just looked a little different um, in those original Android Invasion robots, which, like you said, pointed out we saw in the cells in the Stones of Blood, one of them. Yes. And yep. then these are are kind of a little more complete as an Android, I guess. Well, yes. They've got more circuitry and more stuff inside the head with the with the eyeballs and everything. Um, with the pla- with the skin-toned plastic and all. Um, kind of a bit like the Autons, but more android, less robot, I guess. So, but yeah, <laughs> I remember that a bit from the... 70s TV shows. Mm-hmm. I think I saw more Bionic Woman than I did Six Million Dollar Man. I think I just remember it more because uh, they really freaked me out when I was a kid. <laughs> There's something about seeing the eyeballs separate from the, a, yep. a skull structure with the without the musculature and the skin around them. Just these eyeballs floating in a sea of circuitry, I think, is yeah. what did it for me disembodied eyes mm. in the way. Well, it have some kind of a creepiness. Because um, it certainly wasn't from the Beast of Tara <laughs> that yeah. we saw last time. No. We have to have some kind of a creep factor um, to scare the little children with. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. 
Cliffhanger? Yeah. Can we? Is this the dark side of the doctor? Taking out his frustrations on the. He didn't want an assistant after all. Princess Strella. (laughs) (laughs) Or if it's Romani, he didn't want an assistant. Yeah. Um, Hammering his point home, apparently. (laughs) With his great scepter of power. Bashes in the head of Princess Strella. Or so it appears. Yes. We don't actually... It's interesting uh, that we see him grab it and use... Grab it as a weapon. Not Mm -hmm. just holding it, but grabbing it, like, offset a little bit. And raising it at the angle to strike down with. But we don't see what he's actually hitting. We know it, it has to be, you know, Princess's head. Yeah, we can probably assume that's, that. that's what it seemed, yeah. But I think Wasn't that she kneeling? She was kneeling, yeah, yeah, on the steps to the throne. So, but yeah, we see his strike down, but we don't see what he strikes. Maybe that was a. a edit for censored I think that probably contributed to it yes a planned edit for for that reason I think maybe well and there's probably some uh, there are story reasons not to show it as well because with it being a cliffhanger the whole point of this story is that you don't know who anyone is mm-hmm. are they is it Romana is it Strella is an android of any of the three. Yeah, because we have the two. Right. Not seeing him actually hit the being, the body in front of him, Mm -hmm. we don't know, since we don't see it bleed, we don't see it shatter, we don't know what it is. Right. Did he just kill Romana? Did he just kill Strella? Or did he just destroy an android? Yeah. That's where the, t- the tension really comes. Your first thought is, oh, he just beat up Romana. But we don't know that that's Romana. Right. As a matter of fact, for all what we know, it's probably not Romana. Right. Because she's in the, at least we think, she's in the cell with... Uh... No, they took her out of the cell. Oh, no, you're right. They did. So we don't know where Romana is. You're right, is. we don't know where Romana is. I forgot but that. But you're right, we have a triple whammy because... Yep. We have the doppelganger, but then what's the third? Romana Strella. <laughs> not just a triplet. Not to, I oh. mean, what would be the term for, there's not a term for having two doubles of yourself, I don't think. Triplets. Well, I, they say doppelganger is not, it, it's oh. not a twin. It's somebody who exists. It would be a triple ganger. Triple ganger. I think, anyway. So we kind of have that aspect because there are the, the two uh, humanoids that look alike and the android. Yes. Yeah. It is quite a, um, a way to end the story, I think, mm-hmm. the episode. Pretty good. Anything else? All right. Join us tomorrow when we talk about episode three of The Androids of Tara. Join us then, and thank you for listening.